Welcome to Real Estate Power Talk, hosted by Blake Hawkins and Jessica Holcomb. And our podcast is about the his and hers perspective on all things real estate, retail, investing, marketing, anything that has to do with buying or selling real estate in today's day and age. Hey, what's going on, guys? Hey, so today's topic is going to be marketing. We're going to have a overview of marketing and kind of uh, some of the topics that we'll be getting into. So I think it's a very, very, very important topic in, in any business, but especially the real estate world. Exactly. Without marketing, you're a secret agent or a secret wholesaler. That's right. Or a secret investor. Very secret. Sometimes people do want to be secret, though, yes. I guess, when you're in investing. the closet. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Is that appropriate? I don't know. Okay. I think it's I think it's 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 good. You could be a secret investor if you a silent investor. Don't they have those? They do have silent investors. Where they don't they don't want to do the work. They right. don't want to do the sweat equity. They right. just want to give the money yes. and then get the money. Which I'm looking for those to partner up with. <laughs> so if you have money, you can just send it my way. All right, guys. So today's topic is marketing. So this is uh very important topic in any business, but especially real estate. And, you know, if you're not marketing, who are you? No one knows you. Yeah. How can you do any business? You can't. So it's it's uh, very, very important. I think it's the first step in any business, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, without marketing, you know, really, you're you're kind of nobody almost mm. <laughs> which is is interesting because you know you're somebody and then your family knows you're somebody and your closest friends know you're somebody but the world doesn't know you right so how do you get your name out there right what do you do you know and so we kind of wanted to go over all of the different ways that you can market um, and then we'll get into it a little bit deeper in some future episodes and what we'd like to do is take a poll. And you guys are going to have to give us a little help here and vote on the topics of marketing that you most would like to hear about. Right. So we'll be posting on posting it on Real Estate Power Talk on Facebook and Instagram, and then you guys can vote and let us know which topics you would love to hear more in depth on. But for now, we're going to just kind of go over some of the marketing ideas that are out there that you can do. So Blake, tell us what do you think are the most important um, ways to market wholesaling deals? Well, I mean, you can you can use any marketing channel. Um, you know, all marketing works if you do enough of it. But I mean, for me, you know, if I needed to have if I needed to get a deal this week. Okay. And, and that was my timeline <clears throat> and I needed it fast. The most effective way to market is go door knock somebody yeah. because you get straight to the source and you collapse time. You don't have to wait on responses and mailers and, and, and you're basically shortcutting the process by just going and knocking on the door. And, and I know it's not super sexy and it's uh, not super um, attractive for someone to to think that that might be the best channel. But if you're in a position and you're a wholesaler or you're um, an, a new investor 
and you're looking for a good deal, the fastest way to get it is to go door is just go straight to their door and knock on the door. Yeah. I mean, aren't you scared sometimes? No, not really, because I put it into perspective. You know, you're it's not that big of a deal. You know what I mean? It really isn't. You're just, it, you know, I think a lot of times it, it can, you can overthink it and make it bigger than what it is. But, um, you know, for me, I just simply knock on the door. They answer it. Hey, you know, is this Mr. and Mrs. Homeowner? It is. Hey, great. My name is Blake. You know, I was uh, just curious, you know, what's going on with the house over off of ABC Street? Would you be interested and sell it? Oh, you are? Okay, great. Yeah. Cool. Let's do the contract. Now bring a contract with me. Yeah. I got a contract right here. <laughs> it's a quinket ink. What do you know? I didn't even know I had it. Here we go. <laughs> oh, it's already filled out too. Sign the dotted line. It's already filled out. Man, it's meant to be. <laughs> no, so I mean, I look, but with with wholesaling, so quickest, quickest way door knocking, fastest to market way. yourself is door knocking. Does yes. that cost you anything? It costs you some time, gas, and gas money for sure. So it is going to cost you some time. You're going to take some time out of your day. And you're going to have to actually drive to some houses. And and I'm not saying that it's going to be, and, you know, you're the first door you knock is going to be a deal, which, which it could be. You never know. Um, but, you know, that's going to be the fastest way. And obviously with anything, with any marketing, it has to be focused. There has to be high uh, frequency of repetition. So you're going to have to uh, knock on some doors. For me personally, I've ran the numbers uh, on, my, on my door knocking. Uh, usually every 50 doors answered will, will, is going to be a deal. You know? Interesting. Yeah. Well, I would say for real estate agents, um, the fastest way to market yourself is to get a listing, you know, because once you get a listing, your name goes on the sign. Right. It goes on the MLS. You get to make a flyer and put that out everywhere. You get to do social media marketing, online marketing, digital marketing, whatever you would like to call it. Um, and then you get to do open houses. So the fastest way to market yourself as an agent in general is to definitely get a listing. So you do open houses on the house that you're, that you're, that you listed. Is that right? Correct. Okay. Yeah. And when you do an open house, you get to put directional signs out. And then when you have your name and your picture on the directional signs throughout the whole neighborhood, People that may not never drive drive on those back streets will see your face right. all throughout the neighborhood, and so that's another way to market yourself. Exactly, you know. Um, but I guess the question would be: Let's say that you're brand new. What would? How would you get your first listing? Mm. You know. And there's a lot of different ways to prospect. <laughs> Um, you know, but for a new agent, probably the fastest way is to contact your sphere of influence and your sphere of influence is going to be everyone that knows you and you know them. Right. You know, and so you would just contact everyone that you know and ask them, are you ready to sell a home or buy a home? And then if they say no, you ask them, okay, who do you know? That could use my help. Right. You know, and I'm offering free market analysis or something like that. And that way you can start the conversation with people. And then you can probably get referrals from that, you know, too, from mm-hmm. the people that you know. And so that's, 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 yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. 
And then you can even get more targeted with it. And instead of blanketing everyone, I mean, another easy way is to look for cues and signs on social media. So if you see somebody post a, a little baby little picture like, oh, we're expecting, you might want to reach out to them and ask them if they're going to be making a move in the future because their family is growing. Right, right. You know, So or, like life events, right? Yeah. Or if somebody's, you know, going to a graduation and they might be downsizing empty nesters. You know, you might want to reach out to them, mm. congratulate them on their son's or daughter's great achievement. Are they going to be making a move in the future? You know, stuff right. like that. Like you specialize in helping people grow, growing families or families that are, you know, kind of downsizing. Okay. So, you know, let me, so let me kind of, cause you just gave a lot of, a lot of value there. Let me get more in depth on, you know, my, on my thing, you know. I just said door knocking, right? So, you know, I don't want someone that listen to this and that, that is that is new into, you know, getting into wholesaling and then you just are going around knocking on random doors. Yeah. How did you target yeah. focus so that then? The, the quickest way for me is what I would do is the first thing you want to do is you want to do what you call driving for dollars. So you want to go drive around in, in some uh, older neighborhoods. You know, these neighborhoods need to be, um, I would say, minimum 20 years old. And, uh, you know, middle class, you know, to lower end neighborhood, you want to drive around and uh, you're going to drive around, look for abandoned, vacant properties um, or properties that are just very highly distressed. But let's start with vacant properties. That's the easiest target. You're going to write down all these vacant properties. After you write down the vacant properties, you're going to go to your local county appraisal district and you're going to look up and see who owns the house. And if it says John Doe owns it and, you know, the address that you saw is 123 ABC Street, but he, his mailing address is 45678, you know, John Doe Street, then you know that that's, that that's what they call an absentee owner. So what you're going to do is you're going to compile a list of 50 of those. Okay. And then you're going to go door knock. They're going to drive to the person's actual residence where they live, and you're going to ask them about the vacant property. Hey, Mr. Is this Mr. John? Oh, hey, Mr. John. How you doing, sir? My name is Blake. I was driving around the neighborhood, and I saw this house over off of ABC Street. You know, would you be interested in selling it? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just sitting there. So instead of, because when you got started, you you weren't aware of how you could target no, absolutely not. I was no. not. I was going the wrong neighborhoods in the very beginning. Um, <laughs> seriously, I, I had no idea what I was doing. I, I bought a bunch of um, door hangers, and um, literally, I would I would spend. Uh, I was working at the car dealership at the time, so I spent my Thursdays, which is my off days, I spent my Thursdays uh, hanging door hangers on in wrong neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. And then when I found out that that was the wrong neighborhood, I was like, "Well, that 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 sucks." <laughs> <laughs> It would have been nice to know. It would have been nice to know, right? But, you know, you live and you learn. So, yeah, I, I didn't know much about – I didn't know anything hardly about targeting. I didn't know who who was my target. I didn't know what was going on. Seriously. Yeah, you have to define your market too. Yes. And in real estate, there's a lot of different markets to target. There is. Like, you know, you could focus on commercial. You could focus on retail. You could focus on investing, flipping, wholesaling. You know, there's a lot of different ways to make money in real estate. So Yes, I agree. You know, figuring out 
who you want to um, focus your attention on is going to be the first step, you know? And then once you figure that out, put yourself in front of them. That's right. And at the end of the day, I mean, marketing, you know, I I think sometimes we live in this world where it's, uh, it's just, there's so much technology and there's so much information and there's so many gurus. There's so many, so much stuff, shiny new apps and programs and just, but, but here's my thing is is you got to put things really in perspective. And then for me, the, the, when the light bulbs clicked, you know, I realized that the whole point of marketing is to talk to a potential client, customer, seller, buyer, whoever it is. The point is you want to talk to them. And then I was, I started thinking, what's the fastest way you just go drive their house. You know I mean? Look, you know, in the real estate investing world and I'm, you know, you, there's guys that spend thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars on direct mail. Hey, God bless you. You know, but so when you go door knock, do you ever have anybody kick you out, slam the door in your face, tell you to get off the property? I've never had anybody. I look, I've had a few people that, um, you know, that, that, that might've been a little irritated, but, but you know, people are not, you know, when you're there in person, they're most of the time they're going to you know, they're going to give you a little bit of respect, right? I mean, a little bit, you know, mm-hmm. so, and also you want to approach them in a certain way. You, when you go door knock somebody, you just want to be very calm, um, very humble, and, and you don't want to be over the top. You just want to knock on the door and be very polite and just get straight to the point. You got to get straight to the point. I think a lot of times, you know, in, in all businesses, in, in, in all sales, you know, people just drag it on, mm-hmm. you know, hey, how's top of the morning to you? No one cares. <laughs> no one cares. They do not care about your day. Don't ask them about their, don't, don't ask them what their favorite color is. No, it's not a time to be. It's not. Catty. No, just, just they answered. Hey, is this Mr. Oh, you are great. My name is Blake. I was at, hey, what's going on with this house over off of ABC Street? Would you be interested in selling it? And you got to get straight to the point. And they'll respect that because you're not wasting their time. Mm-hmm. I can see that. So for real estate agents, there's, you know, we, can, we door knock too. Um, and, you know, the way to target market that is to maybe door knock uh, for sale by owners. You know, if people stick a sign in the yard or they put it on Zillow and make me move, you know, then obviously those people are interested in selling potentially, you know. Right. Um, and so a great way to do that is to call the number on the sign or just go knock on the door and say, Hey, I'm a realtor and I do business in your area. And I'd like to preview your home to see if I might have somebody in my database that would be interested in buying it. That's awesome. You know, or you could say you have a particular client in mind for it. Can I come in and take a look, you know, and then that's your chance to build rapport with that person. You know, ask them questions, get a tour of the home, find out how much they're selling it for. But I would advise if you're going to do that to already have your numbers together and pull comps for that house before you get there. So you have some sort of knowledge as to whether the seller is a trier instead of a seller because they have it listed too high 
or if they really are a seller and they have it priced appropriately, you know, and, um, you know, and then another, another targeted market would be for door knocking in particular would be to also knock on, um, expired listings or withdrawn listings, you know, because then you can basically, um, you know, get in front of a client that tried to sell their home but failed and maybe, you know, they're discouraged or upset about it and you have a chance to give them the advice that maybe they didn't take from the first agent. You know, a lot of times I've even seen listings of my own that I lost because our listing agreement expired and the seller wouldn't listen to me, you know, like we tell them the price is too high or you need to fix the, you know, remodel this, clean up that. They never do it. The house doesn't sell. They get frustrated. They think it's the realtor. Right. Sometimes it is the realtor, but sometimes it's not. Sometimes they don't take the advice. And then once they hear it again, maybe the second time around, then they actually take the advice, you know. Like I've, I had a client where we even brought him an offer um, and he rejected it and said it was too low. And then he ended up, um, our listing agreement expired and then he ended up relisting the home and selling it for lower than the offer we had brought. Mm. And so it's just, you know, it's interesting because... A seller's motivation or a buyer's motivation is always going to determine the price, right. you know, because if somebody gets more and more motivated, they're obviously going to be dropping their price, right? you know, or raising it if a buyer is super motivated to buy. You yeah, know? it's it's all situational and it's subjective mm-hmm. to the person's, uh, you know, where they are and what they want. I mean, you've got clients that you've been following up with for months and months on end and wasn't there a particular client that was absolutely not going to sell and then they finally came to their grips and realized that they weren't going to make as much money? The Waller House? Yeah, the Waller House is exactly right. So there was um yeah, there was one particular deal where um yeah, she you know, she did, she didn't want to What was an inherited property? It was an inherited property and um she thought she could make more money. That's right. Yeah. So and but we when we we gave her this honestly the it's probably a little bit more than what we probably even should have gave her for the property, but you know, we we made it work somehow and and uh so anyways, yeah, we if we finally finally agreed upon it. But yeah, I mean, it just some people just don't know what they don't know and then um you know they 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 think the house is worth this much when it's really only worth this but it's all it's all motive it's all you know based on motivation and now the seller she finally agreed to sell to us because you know she has some personal things going on where she needs the finances now and so it's uh, it's going to benefit her it's going to benefit us it's a, it's a mutually win-win situation and and you know you just got to it's all subjective right price is a myth um, price is not gospel. It, it, it's it's all based upon uh, individuals and motivations and and what they perceive as value. Yeah, I agree. So, what other um, ways can you market uh, to get deals besides door knocking? 
Well, some simple ways that, that are that are that don't cost you a lot of money is you know you can simply just call people. So, same scenarios. You're going to call vacant properties. You're going to call absentee owners. You're going to call uh, landlords. You're going to call uh, pre foreclosures, probates. You know, there, there's all kind of, there, and we will get more in depth with all this, but but there's all kind of different scenarios that you're going to call. Yeah. Um, and why would you call these? Well, you're going to call them because a lot of times with these situations, there's motivation to sell, mm-hmm. right? So you're going to call these people, and um, the numbers that I've ran are 20% will answer the phone. Okay. So, and 1% is going to be a deal. So if you make, um, you know, X amount of calls, 1% of that's going to lead to a deal and, and the numbers are, are tried and true. Um, it, it just somehow, some way, it just it works that way. I like how you calculate and know your numbers. You have to or you'll, you'll, you'll throw your head into a window, you know? <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> throw it right through a window, huh? You will because <laughs> it, keeps you, it keeps you sane because what's going to happen is you're, there's going to be days where you call 300 people and uh, you know everybody says no, right? And you're like, oh man, this sucks. And everyone says no. But if you know your numbers, you're grounded in your numbers, so it's not a big deal, mm-hmm. right? And then you're confident in your numbers. Yeah, you're confident in your numbers. And then once you get that deal, and you make you know X amount of money, and you look at your ROI, and you go, well, that was definitely worth it. Mm-hmm. So. You just got to, you got to know your numbers. It, you got to know your numbers and, and we'll get more into that, you know, but, uh, but you got to know your numbers. And, and so, yeah, you, you can call people, you can door knock, um, you can do Facebook ads, you know, you could do uh, bandit signs, which are effective. That's where you hang up signs and say, you know, Blake buys houses cash as is fast. Three, four, six, two, five, six, five, zero, six, zero. You know, and those are those are highly effective ways to get deals. And um, you know, people that are looking to sell, they'll they'll call those signs. Believe it or not, they will call those signs. So there's all kind of different ways, and, and there there's some higher level ways to get deals: uh, pay per clicks, Google SEO, um, direct mail. I mean, you know, you there's there's you know billboards. I mean, you can you can spend some money on marketing. Um, but, but for cost effective reasons, I think picking up the phone and and knocking on a door is going to be the fastest and the best way to get a deal. Mm -hmm. Yes. So when, you know, when you're looking at all the different ways to market in real estate, you know, you can market yourself, you can market your properties, you can market your company. And a lot of times your broker is already going to have a lot of really great marketing content created for you that you can use. And so, um, and, and it's also very well thought out marketing material, you know, so sometimes not reinventing the wheel and using the material is going to be key, Mm. but in order for it to work, um, you know, I read somewhere that somebody has to see the same exact marketing piece at least six times before they even recognize it as a legitimate company. So let's pretend that you're going to do direct mail, you know, then you would need to send out some sort of a piece that looks very similar to them six times before it's even recognized as a reputable company that they should call. Mm. 
you know, because most people stand at the trash can and just throw it in the trash. Right. You know, and so if you are going to put in the effort to send a mailer out to someone, then you need to make a plan for a whole year of marketing. Yeah, that's a good point. Because if you don't, you're going to be wasting your money and your time. Right. You know? Exactly. And if you have the money to spend on direct mail, then you definitely want to go that route because you want to get your money's worth. Yeah. You know, so I definitely agree with that. And that, that's a, that's actually a that's a good piece of information. You know, I didn't think about that, but it you know, people do need to see something consistently before they will give it much stock. Mm-hmm. You know, and you know the, the lady I did the I I contracted a deal in Baytown a few days ago. And when I met with her, we you know, we signed our agreement. And she was like, you know, Blake, I've gotten stacks and stacks and stacks of letters, you know, but she never, she never did any business with them. And the main reason why is because she never talked to the actual person, you know, she would talk to someone from the Philippines, Mm -hmm. you know, and, you know, she even told me this straight up. She's like, well, are you located in Houston? They can't answer the question. They're located in Bangladesh. Yeah. You know, and then, and, 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 you know, so, and there's nothing wrong with using VAs. But, but I mean, my competitive advantage is, is like I'm on the ground, you know? So she went ahead and deal, did the deal with me because she can see me in person and you can shortcut that whole credibility process by meeting with them in person, mm-hmm. you know? So, but if you are going to send mail, I think, like you said, send the same piece mm-hmm. at least six, seven times. That way they know, okay, this person's actually for real. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have to. Um, I think when I... When I first got my license, I spent just as much money as I made that first year on marketing because I knew how important it was to get my name out there as fast as possible to everyone in my sphere and in my farm areas, you know. And because I sold new construction prior, you know, there were a lot of people that I met that I may not have sold a home to. But they knew me, you know. Um, they almost bought a home from me. Right. You know. So I targeted the neighborhoods that I previously worked in and sent religiously every month a postcard, mm. you know. And it had some sort of like tip on it or something like that, you know. And then at, after the first year, I think I switched it to... Um, every other month, same thing. Yeah. So people were still getting something from me, you know, and, um, you know, and then I added a, an annual calendar that went out to everyone. And then we've also added in some, you know, just listed and just sold mailers to our farm areas. So, you know, we we're big on farming, um, and it, it works for us, but for the people that have tried it and sent out a piece and never got one call, that's normal. Yeah, it's normal. You for have sure. to, you have to be consistent. Got to keep doing it. Yeah, keep going. Yeah. So farming and direct mail is definitely another way to market yourself. You know, social media. Get on social media. Do videos. I mean, come on, that's the way the world's moving anyway, so... Yeah, so let's talk digital now. Yeah. So what are all the ways online that you can market yourself? So we have social media you just mentioned. Social media, I mean, 
what's bigger than Facebook and Instagram? I mean, you get on I there. Know. Everybody's on. You there. get on there, you do a video, and and, and you're going to get people going to see that. Um, I've gotten a, I've gotten a deal off of Instagram before, so it does work. You just got to just do it, you know, and just press play. I mean, press record and. And be consistent. And be consistent for sure. Consistency is key. Like you said, people want to see consistency. Mm-hmm. If it's not consistent, then it, it doesn't really, they don't even recognize it. Like well, you said. If we, if we apply the same rule for direct mail to social media. Right. Exactly. Maybe you need to send the same type of video six times out. Yeah. I mean, I think. For someone to take you seriously. I think you do. And I think a lot of times human nature is because you're the one doing it, you, you know, you're like, oh, that's, I've done it too much. But no, but the audience needs to see it. It's not about you. Well, and then don't they have algorithms where not everyone sees it every time anyways? So you don't need to worry about it. Yeah. I, I mean, <laughs> I don't know anything about algorithms, but but yeah, I think so. Yeah, for I sure. Mean, I don't know yeah. either, but, yeah. but <laughs> that's what I, I heard. Yeah, that's what they say. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so definitely social media. And then um, LinkedIn, yep, LinkedIn. Is, a, is a great... Absolutely. Um, social media company that you can, or platform that you can use. And then YouTube in general is supposed to have the highest Google search. That's ratings. awesome. See, and that, and YouTube is something that I need to start utilizing more myself. Yeah. Cause like you could put, po- you could make a channel on YouTube and post one video and let's say you name that video purple heart or whatever. Then you go to Google Purple Heart, it's going to pull up on the first page. Wow. Just because it's on YouTube. Exactly. And there's really nothing else you've done. So it's just really interesting how much pull YouTube has, you know? Absolutely. So, YouTube, what else can you think of online? I mean, those are the biggest ones YouTube, Facebook, Instagram. I mean, just just video, just keep posting. Keep posting. It has to be consistent, has to be all the time. Um, you know, obviously create your business page or whatnot, and that way people know exactly what you do and why you do it. Well, I, you know, we can go into depth about social media for sure, because there's a lot of ways that you can use one platform to market. And, you know, one of the ways is to look for the cues and the signs, but then also be posting. But then also you can do sponsored ads right. where you can target your market, right. you know, so... Which I know you don't, you're, you're not really that into, but. <laughs> just, just do it. Just do it and send it to me. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. Anything else that you can think That's of? That's it. What's your favorite marketing? Whatever works. Tactic. Anything that works. <laughs> Seriously. Whatever works that day, that's my favorite one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's the truth. <laughs> Okay. I mean, cool. <laughs> so, you know, another way that you can market your business or yourself is through events and yep. networking and actually setting up the event, you know? Absolutely. Um, and we just talked about that earlier today. Yes. Um, but yeah, you could put together groups, you could put together events, you could put together uh, community, you know, neat, like reach out groups. You could be, um, kind of the head of driving a charity, yep. you know, and bringing um, more awareness to that group. Any sort of media, local media outlets, t- 
TV, radio, whatever you got to do, just get out there, get connected, get your face in front of people. If you got to wear a clown suit, run out in the street, do that too. I mean, you could be one of those people with a sign where they like flip a sign, <laughs> do dances, stand on the corner, wear a cape, <laughs> dress up as Batman. Whatever you got to do, that's what you need to do. <laughs> Seriously, dress up as Batman. Do it. No, if it works. I don't. I don't. No, don't do that. I don't think it works. But if it did work, I would keep doing it. I mean, when you put a mask on, doesn't that a little bit creepy? Like, who is that guy? Hey, it's only creepy if it doesn't work. <laughs> if it works, it ain't creepy. <laughs> okay. So, but no, I don't recommend that. Um, but yeah, I mean, all marketing, all marketing works if you do enough of it. Just get out there, get known. Facebook, social media, door knocking, networking groups, calls. Farming, farming, direct mail. direct mail. I mean, you name it; it all works. You just got to do it, and you got to do it consistently and high well, frequency. I think too. A good advice that I heard is that you're supposed to pick one or two, max three ways, and really focus in on doing those three things consistently. I do agree with that. Instead of trying them all at the same time. And just dabbling. And then Gary Keller talks about in his Millionaire Real Estate Agent book um, to play red light, green light. So if if that uh, specific marketing is bringing you a return on your investment, then you press green light. You just keep going. You know, it's good. But if you're not getting a return on it, then you need to pull the plug. Absolutely. Instead of letting money just go down the drain. But you yeah. gotta you gotta give it you know give it at least ninety days you know you want to test it out try it out but I agree like you you need to do that for sure yeah so um, okay so out of these topics that we just covered for ways to market which one would you say is the most time consuming I mean there. I- Anything that you have to physically do is going to be time consuming. Anything digital is going to be fast. I mean, you know, there. I mean, I would think driving for dollars would be kind of time consuming because it's like you have to keep driving around to look, right? Yeah, that's going to be the most time consuming one, driving for dollars for sure. Um, but it's also the most effective one, too, because you're getting straight to the seller. So, I mean, yeah, you, you're going to have to drive around for sure. It, they all take time. But yeah. which one takes the longest? Driving for dollars. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. I mean, I think the the most time consuming one for for us would probably be probably farming because you do have to wait, you know, until you send out six pieces for somebody to actually think that you're legitimate right right so there's a lot of it's like a, a the long game right yeah. it's not a short-term it's a process thing yeah for sure um which one would you say is the most expensive the most expensive well i mean direct mail can get very pricey yeah direct mail can get very, very, very expensive. You know, um, I know guys that spend five, ten, fifteen grand a month on direct mail. Mm-hmm. You know, but you know, you do get some returns on. That's why they they spend that money. So I'm not knocking it by any means, but um, it, it definitely can get expensive. I know pay per click um, can get a little pricey. You know, over time. Um, 
you know, even bandit signs, if you if you do a lot of bandit signs and you have guys that actually go and put, put the signs out, you know, that can cost you, um, you know, cost you a few grand a month, too, to put those out. But you do get a return on it. So that's why they do it. Um, but, it, you know, some of those things are going to cost money. But, but um, you know, you get a return on it. You get one, two really good deals. And it all makes it makes up for all of it, you know. Yeah, it's true. I agree. I think direct mail is definitely the most expensive one for for us, too, because you got to pay for the postage. You got to pay for the assistance to put together the piece. You have to pay for a creative agency to create the piece in the first place. So there's a lot to it, you know, Um, or you could buy stock templates that people have from certain marketing companies online, you know, but I mean, it just depends on what, what your goals are and what you're trying to do. Um, but it's definitely going to be the most expensive, you know, open houses are free. You can just show up and it's free, you know, take care of it and you can pass out your business card and collect some clients, you know, but unlike direct mail, you know, it's just going to take a lot of time and money to, yeah. Get a return. You get a deal. It it makes it all worth it. Yeah. So, guys, here's the moral of the story. Get known, be seen. That's the whole point of marketing. Get out there. Let people know what you do, why you do it. Um, Don't be a secret agent. Like like Jessica said, don't don't hide in the closet. (laughs) Like Blake said. Come on out. (laughs) Come on out of the closet. But, uh, (laughs) no, that's what you got to do. You got to be seen, be known. Um you know, Cardone always says, and it's true, um, attention, uh, money falls attention. If I don't know you, I can't flows you. <laughs> he does say that. You know, I mean, it's true. It's, it's kind of, you know, simple, but it's true. If no one knows who you are and what you do, they can never use your product or services ever. So you got to get known. That's the whole point of marketing. Be seen, get known and get your message out there. I think that's, that's the moral of the story. Yeah. So again, we're going to go ahead and take a poll to see which topic of marketing that you guys would like to us to chat about or any questions that you have, please post them or private message us and we will answer them on the next episode and will also help us decide which type of marketing uh, we want to talk about first. Absolutely. So uh, we look forward to this new series. We finished up the mindset series and it was a lot of fun, but now we're going to be moving on to some more nitty gritty stuff, talking about the real deal and the daily grind and what you have to do to get your marketing on point. Absolutely. So yep. anyhow, well, we hope you guys have a great week and we'll talk to you next time.